The better life that God wants you to have is paid with miracles. This is the place for miracles. Pry is another word in the Bible in Mark chapter 10 when we talk about blind Bartimaeus. And it is the story of Bartimaeus not boohoo crying, but battle crying when Jesus was passing his way. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's such a fun story because it's so short. I mean, it, it, it's How does like so this much long, happen in that much so time? But so much happens in this much. My print is a little bigger, so like this much <laughs> of, uh, of, this, of this little story. And it, it doesn't even really talk about much else about him. It just says, oh, here's this what happened. And then Jesus left and that was kind of it. But it's so impactful in that small amount of time. How in the world do we see so much in so little and sometimes miss it? And so what was happening to Bartimaeus, in fact, I had, I had four points about it because mm -hmm. this, this story had so much in it that if you're not careful, you miss it. Bartimaeus sat by the highway side begging. The Bible says he had a beggar's robe, and as having a beggar's robe, it meant he had the um, credentials, if you want to say. Right. He had the credentials in order to be a beggar. Now, as he was begging and sat by the highway side begging, the Bible says that Jesus was passing his way. He begins to cry out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, Jordan, is an interesting um, coin phrase. Mm -hmm. Like we would say, um, Jesus of Nazareth, this person from that person. Thou son of David meant a very specific thing, that this was Jesus the Christ, the one with healing. And as Bartimaeus saw that, he began to cry out. And the interesting thing, and I know you can relate to this, especially, oh my goodness, in this kind of Twitter-type generation, in this fast-paced social media generation, you say one thing, and whether it was right or wrong, boom, somebody comes back. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> Forever. Instantly. You can't take and it back. You, you can't take it back. And even if it's right, they're going to criticize it. Or if it's wrong, oh my gosh, it's like gunfire coming through, through the internet, you know, technically speaking. And when Bartimaeus cried out and said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me, the people around him who probably put money into his cup that he used to beg with told him, shut up. Who do you listen to? Do you listen to your spirit when you know that someone had told you that this is the Christ? It is the possibility of healing? Or, hey, what if it doesn't happen? The people telling you to zip it the very people that can support you, what do you do? Well, I mean, I think we can all relate to someone in our lives. I can't imagine you not having this at some point, a, a naysayer or someone who's negative. Even people who seem well-intentioned, you know, yeah. sometimes can be a bit negative and that negativity wears on you. And what do you do when they're speaking negativity into your life? Even if it's realistic, even if what they're saying is true, it's still negative and yeah. you know that it has a, it has a result on it, does, it, it, it weighs on you and, and it 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 does start to you know come into your mind well maybe they're right well maybe i should be quiet well maybe this really won't happen for me but you have to shut that out the interesting thing is first of all number one point number one bartimaeus cried out to god for one reason he was dissatisfied something was wrong and when he established that something was wrong, he cried out to God. First of all, we can cry out to crying out. What do they say for crying out loud? What does that got to do with anything? You know, we can cry out and talk about the problem. We can cry out and talk about we'll never get the solution. We can cry out and say, 
poor me. We've got, I mean, he had a lot of things he could have cried out. Yeah, I mean, please, I would, if I were him in that situation, he could have been crying about his life or the fact that he was a beggar or all these things that he, he can't see anything. He had a lot of reason to cry. But instead, he cried out to God. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he cried out to God. Second thing, or the first one was he was dissatisfied. That dissatisfaction caused him to cry out. Second thing, when he cried out, he was told to shut up, leads you to the third thing. You have a decision to make. You know, if you feel in your heart you're supposed to go into the ministry and every living, breathing soul around you tells you you're crazy. <laughs> now, why would I say that? Um, That's what happened to me. <laughs> I was in law school. I was that person that studied books. I was the person that memorized books. I was the person that, as you know to this very day, it's very hard for me to stop reading books till 4 o'clock in the morning. I like books. But to put my law career that, you know, you started that, what, like kindergarten? So to put that thought out of my head and go into the ministry, literally, except for Oral Roberts, Evelyn Roberts, and Richard Roberts, the people surrounding me basically used the exact same line. You got to be crazy. So when they were honestly trying to help me, not everyone's going to agree with your dream or your thoughts. And not everyone's going to necessarily understand what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. I know there's been things in my life where I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the Lord is leading me to something, and it sounds insane. Even when I say it out loud, I hear it's a little crazy, and, and yeah. there are naysayers around you, and you just have to shut that out. I have been one of your greatest cheerleaders and one of your biggest naysayers because I'm her mother, and I can't lie about that, that I've been a naysayer. When Jordan told me some of the countries she was going to go to, I said, um, no. Um, no, uh, I, you know, surely that's not the Lord. That's my favorite one. And her conversation was always the exact, always says the same consistent thing that just convicts your soul. Well, then talk to God about it, mom, because he told me to go. Well, that sort it's of easy took all, it takes the blame off. Yeah, it, it took it all off of you. Not my problem. One day she called me from a country and she, she actually couldn't even call. They couldn't get a, a cell phone out and she emailed me and she said, Timbuktu is a real place. I said, why would you even talk to me about that? She said, because I'm a few miles from it. I'm like, that wasn't your destination. Some people might not understand what the Lord tells us to do. No, and, and that's just the way it is sometimes in life. And sometimes he leads us to things that seem insane. And, yeah. and you, you may have to battle cry for some things that other people will never understand. Sometimes even when those things happen and, and come to pass, they still may never be understood. That's true. But sometimes that's how it goes. You, when you know and you're dissatisfied with where you're at, and you know in your heart God's leading you to do something, sometimes you just got to do it. Naysayers have to live with that. Yep, and it is it really is what it is. When that happened to Bartimaeus, he made a decision to cry out the louder. But the interesting thing was all of this scenario is going on, and like Jordan said, this many verses, <laughs> and nothing had happened. This whole playing out, he hears Jesus, he cries, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He says all these things. He does all these things. He starts talking. They say, shut up. He cries out the louder. Nothing had happened to him. And then here's the tip of the iceberg. He cast off his beggar's robe as if to say in front of all of you naysayers, I'm not going to be this beggar anymore. You have to understand he's still blind. He's still begging. He does not have any money. Jesus hasn't healed him. Jesus hasn't even said a word to him. And he's doing all these things in front of the very people that support him. Talk about some faith. Talk about faith. I mean, I, I, there are few stories in the Bible that show that kind of faith. 
yeah. in the midst of darkness, literal darkness. Yeah. He's saying, I, I'm, I'm standing firm. I'm dissatisfied with where I'm at. I am crying out for a miracle to happen. Some of the comedy of this story, and if you read it carefully, these tiny little verses, it really plays out a comedy. Because as soon as Jesus said, bring him to me, what did all those people that yelled at him say? Oh, I'll help you get to there. <laughs> the yep. very people that do absolutely nothing to help you, suddenly, you know, you're on the mountaintop and your company goes yeah, viral. What do they say? Oh, I'll help friends. you build it. It's already built. Thanks you very much. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So much for those friends. Yeah. Those are the, the people you have to love them from a distance. From a distance. You pray for them. You love them. You're happy for their successes, but those naysayers are people that you have to keep out of your life and you surround yourself with the positive influence and the people that are going to build you up and not break you down. He had to make a decision to walk away from everything he knew and to walk straight into the unknown, keeping in mind he's still blind, according to this story. And when Jesus said, what would you like me to do for you? I said, sometimes in my humanness, I'm sorry, I'm giggling, but it's the truth in my humanness. Maybe his first statement would have been, take care of these guys, okie dokie. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, sometimes our first thought is the people that literally tried to destroy our road all the way to our journey in life, his first thought might have been, can you shut these guys up? I mean, in all honesty, but he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He didn't just say, let me see. He said, Lord. He had made that conversion to letting Jesus be his Lord, trusting him as thou son of David, the one with healing, and I'd like to receive my sight immediately. He was healed. You know, and your daddy always said, and your granddaddy used to always say, a miracle settles the issue. Mm -hmm. He stayed true to his course. He stayed true to his belief system in spite of the naysayers. What do you say about that? And he got what he was praying for, what he was believing for, yeah. the miracle that he was crying out for. He received it. And he never went back. He never and, went back. And that, that's the end of that story is my favorite part because that was it. He, he didn't go pick up his robe and put it back on. He didn't go back to the lifestyle that he had probably spent his entire life yeah. living. He never went back. He made a decision. He believed. He had faith. And then he didn't go back. Yeah. And the story of that is so short but so powerful. Bartimaeus could have let his blindness and his naysaying friends be the last picture in his mind, but he would not lose focus for thou son of David. And what happened? And he was healed. Yeah, and he was healed. But the point of being called thou son of David meant Jesus the Christ, the one with healing in his wings, the lineage of David, the one with healing capabilities. And so I want to point you today very quickly with the one that has healing in his wings. I pray for you right now, for you to lose the focus of the problem and focus on the solution. For you just one time to right at this split second, take your, your eyes, your thoughts, your processing off the focus, whatever it is of the problem, and just begin to focus on the solution. And I pray for God to heal you through the name of his son, Jesus. And as you cry out for miracles, no longer the boo-hoo, poor me cry, but cry out for miracles, for God to bless you and heal you in every area of your life in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us at The Place for Miracles. Today, we are offering Lindsay's book, Cry for Miracles. Just click on the link for more information. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Remember, anytime you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Go to oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777.